Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we are so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid combo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest combos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. (laughs) Hello, Nicole. Good morning, Kate. Afternoon for me. Afternoon, Yeah, so actually I was chatting with a friend the other day and she was graciously sharing her feedback on our podcast and she was saying that she loves it. Oh. And hey friends, by the way. (laughs) Hello friend, Um, gracious friend. And she was like, oh, I was wondering when you guys recorded because I know that Nicole's in Australia and you're here, so that's a big time difference. And I was like, yep. Luckily, Nicole is willing to get up so early to record, (laughs) and I am usually like at the tail end of my I can't think or speak anymore, so it works out. We're like both right on the cusp. (laughs) And yeah, and my morning, it's like, you know, the engines are still sort of, uh, the engines are still starting up. There you go. (laughs) Case in point. Case in point. And so I feel like that's a kind of a bit of an equalizer, right? You're at the end of the day. I'm just getting warmed up. So, you know, neither of us has an advantage, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I have a furry little friend running around my office today. So that uh, that always adds to the excitement. (laughs) Yeah, we took a little um, happy snap with Gus that we might share. We did. Yeah. Be sure sure you're following us on Instagram because we've got we've got a third furry face in our Instagram <laughs> photo coming coming to a profile near you. <laughs> Here he is again. Yeah. Oh, hey guys. Oh, well, this is episode 20 as well, which is a oh, little my goodness. bit of a milestone, right? I mean, that's it. that is a milestone. I was literally thinking when I pulled up our outline today, I know we don't verbalize our episode numbers, but it is really cool to see 20 (laughs) pop up. Yay for us and all of our listeners for helping us make this podcast possible. Yes, thank you. And I just feel like, um, you know, we've got many more uh, to go. Like 20 is, you know, it's a healthy number. And I I know that we're not, we're not stopping anytime soon. I actually, speaking of a friend, uh, I had uh, breakfast with a friend last week and she was saying how she's enjoying our podcast. And at one point she's like, please don't stop publishing. I'm like, well, okay, thank you. That's really nice. (laughs) We we hadn't thought about stopping, (laughs) but um, it was really nice to hear that feedback. That's awesome reassurance. We always appreciate you all reaching out, whether it's a DM on Instagram or a little shout out in our inbox or whatever way you you end up getting in touch with us. We appreciate that feedback and, and the little bumps of, you know, the little props here and there are very nice. So thank you. 
Well, speaking of like all the positive, furry, fuzzy, (laughs) warm things, today's episode is going to be about failure. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see how the conversation goes. You know, failure isn't all bad, right? Um, I guess we'll kind of uncover how we feel about that more as we get deeper into today's episode. But Nicole, what would you say that you currently believe about failure? Like, what does this term mean to you? Well, it's definitely, you've alluded to it, it's definitely not all bad. Mm. But that's only a recent realization for me. And I say recent, probably since uh, becoming an entrepreneur, because I know that as a kid, I mean, failure was terrible. You know, I found it, I actually found it very hard to get over mistakes or anything that was a perceived failure. Um, mm. It might, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like a like kind of a naughty word, right? Like, don't fail, always win. <laughs> yeah, or, or for me, if I did fail or made a mistake, I wouldn't want, I'd want to not think about it. You know, I'd want to run away from it or just forget about it, bury it. Okay, it's done. It's over and done with moving on. Yeah. I'm talking when I was maybe, yeah, a kid, early teens, maybe even in my 20s. Gosh, you know what? I find that if I think back to kind of like my teenagers or like into high school and stuff, and I think about, you know, mistakes or failures or you know, there's all different kinds of ways that we could probably define what a failure was to us at that point in time. But man, I feel like they followed me around those failures. Mm. Like I would try and kind of get over it and be like, okay, I made a mistake. I've learned from it. I'm going to move on. But it was very hard for me to move on. I felt like it kind of, I feel like I've done a lot of work mindset wise to be able to convince myself that, You know, that little voice in my head saying like, you messed up, you messed up, you messed up. Mm. (laughs) Now I, now I can, now I can kind of kick it, but most of the time, sometimes it's still very difficult. But yeah, when I was younger, it was like, it would follow me around for weeks. I felt like. No, I, I hear you. I, it almost, the word that came to mind was like, it would haunt me. So even though I'm saying like, I would run away from it, but when it did creep up, it was just as very real, that feeling of like, I messed up that horrible feeling that you had just would come back as though it had just happened. And I think what you're saying about like the mindset work and how long it's taken to kind of get to this point where you're like, it doesn't define you. That wasn't the case when I was, yeah, younger. It was really that feeling of just, I, oh gosh, that sinking feeling. Like sick to your stomach. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not nice. Do you, no, not at all. But do you think like I do you think mistakes do you liken a mistake to a failure? Oh, that's um hmm. I hadn't thought about it until I kind of a, a couple of times I think as I was describing it I kept saying mistake instead of failure. So I don't know. I guess maybe I either subconsciously or now consciously mm. do kind of see them being interchangeable. I think maybe when it comes to making a decision, you might think if I'm making a mistake. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's a really hmm. I, I feel like in yeah in, com- in in our conversation they are kind of interchangeable. Like a mistake can lead you to feel like you've failed in some way. You failed, mm-hmm. but um, mm. hmm. 
I might have to circle back to that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe after we share a couple of our <laughs> standout failures, we can <laughs> revisit that. Um, so if you think about, you know, we've mentioned being teenagers or younger and how our definition of or our view of or our relationship with failure has changed a bit. What's something in your life that stands out to you when you think about failure, whether it be a, a, a certain event or time that you just felt you had failed or maybe other people made you feel that you had failed? Oh, gosh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a few moments. Um, I'm on a second marriage. So my first marriage, uh, you know, was I divorced and... It was something that I initiated and I suppose that situation could be could be seen from the outside as failing. And I definitely remember at the time feeling like there was an element of that this is that this didn't work. But I I don't know if even at that time and I would have said I'd say I was around 31, 32, no, uh, maybe 32, 33. Mm-hmm. I feel like even though I was getting those messages around me that that is a moment of quote unquote perceived failure, I feel like I was, I had a healthy enough detachment to realize, well, yes, perhaps this didn't work out, but it doesn't define me. But I don't know if I really felt that in that moment. There were probably, it was a very, very painful time as, you know, anyone who's gone through divorce separation sure. would, would know. Um so I feel like, oh no, I just feel like those, those feelings over time and the, you know, the, the reframing and understanding of failure now, the way I see it, what now we're talking um, 12, 13 years on, are very different. I see the situation very different. So I'd have to really take myself back to that moment and how I saw that. So that's, that's one. I mean, there's obviously examples in in business where I feel like we failed, you know, I often talk about and tell the story about our first failed podcast. Uh, I feel like that's another example. I feel like another business example is when we, our first business that Omer and I did um, and still have to this day, the $100 MBA, it wasn't taking off as and growing as quickly as we wanted it to. And so, you know, and that was marked by having to leave New York, go to San Diego to regroup, you know, we ran out of money, things weren't taking off. In that time, I feel like that was a perceived failure as well. But the way I see those moments now, I don't feel like they're failures. Yeah, but, but at the time you did. Yeah. No, at the time, for sure, I felt like this is failing. This isn't working. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? Do you think that that's like, what What do you think is like a common marker for that in your life specifically for you? Like, what is it that you've, you know, quote unquote, quit? Is it that something didn't work? Is it mm. that, you know, you didn't get as far as you thought you would I'm, I'm curious like at what point is it like okay this is a failure like when you guys with the podcast let's say um, you at one point deemed that a failure like what was the marker for that yeah that's that's a good question because I think it can be expectations that you place on yourself right you've set out 
to do something. So you have a certain expectation of what the result and the outcome will be, or it can be what is the general understanding and consensus of what is success in that area. And therefore, if you don't meet that, which can be very different, right? Your own expectations versus what everybody else thinks is success for that particular thing. Um, they could be very different. In the case of the podcast, it was our own, I would say it was our own expectations that we had uh, set for ourselves. Um, understanding that, you know, a podcast has to grow in listenership. It has to, I suppose at the time, it, <laughs> as I'm saying this, I feel like, mm, does it have to? Maybe not. It's all relative, <laughs> It's right? all relative. At that time, I felt like it yeah. did. I saw the successful podcasts around us and I thought, oh, well, there's that, that you know, that's their trajectory. Um, that's what growth looks like. That's what success looks like. Mm. We're not meeting that. Uh, so it was very much a comparison. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's interesting because when I think about, you know, some of the things that stand out to me as failures, I think a lot of them fall into a similar category where it was me looking at whatever that thing might be in comparison to either my expectations of it or someone else's expectations of it. Um, and in that respect, I wonder if failure, you know, then failure becomes only what meaning you give to it because like maybe you didn't set a goal for a particular project or for, you know, a, a thing of maybe, maybe you're playing a sport and your goal is to make it onto a specific team or, you know, get to a certain level and you don't. Um, so I guess it just all depends on your expectation and whether or not that expectation is met. Yeah. Well, so has there been a time for you specifically that 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 has happened yeah I mean I think that they're okay so I'm thinking of two different types of failure really wherein one type of failure is I guess this kind of goes back to my question of like is it a mistake or is it different than that because I mean like there have been you know mistakes I've made in our business that have caused me to feel like I've failed big time I've failed you know, myself, I failed John, I failed our team, I failed our business. Um, and that's just in, you know, the responsibilities that I know that I am supposed to live up to. Um, and w one of those happened actually shortly after we moved to Puerto Rico. This could be a very long story, I'll keep it quite succinct. But essentially, in moving to Puerto Rico, we had to switch over all of our merchant account, our bank account, because to a basically, apparently in the banking system, Puerto Rico is considered international, um, like separate to the US. And so um, a lot of our recurring payments, um, you know, everything that we had set up in our business was being transferred to a, basically a new platform. And in that transfer, a lot of things got disconnected within our CRM. And so subscriptions, recurring payments, like all these things weren't happening. And that's kind of like my part of the business. I'm starting and to sweat so months. Here. Yeah, Sorry. I know. I, I actually am too. <laughs> I, this isn't a moment that I love reliving, but, <laughs> but it is a great example of, um, yeah. So in, 
you know, a couple of months went by before I realized that our payments were being processed, but they weren't being uh, transferred. So money was being charged to the customer, but the actual, so the processing was happened, but the actual like merchant transfer was not happening. So basically all this money was like stuck in limbo and they didn't, saying they didn't know it and we didn't know what know it and um yeah so when we found out about that i felt awful i felt awful about dropping the ball i felt awful that my finger wasn't on the pulse with that i felt awful that you know i had it it, it felt like a huge failure um And that was a tough, you know, that was like going back to, we've talked about really tough business lessons um, in previous episodes. And that was a huge lesson for me. And, you know, you're responsible for everything that happens in your business. Um, Because the old me would have said, this is the bank's fault. This is the merchant's fault. This is the processor's fault. You know, like they should have known that. And yes, that is their job too, but it's our business and I should have been on top of that. So there's failure in that respect where I feel like there's maybe a scenario or a situation or a miss that happens that causes you to feel like a failure or like you failed. And then there's also the type where... I guess I feel like a failure for not having reached the expectation that I had set for myself, which is kind of like what the scenarios that you gave where it's like I I launched this thing. I guess a good example for me would be when I launched my first book. You know, I've always wanted to be an author. That was such a huge thing in my mind. And I had built it up so big that come time that it happened, I was, of course I was let down. I had like the most unrealistic expectations of what that experience was going to be like. And looking back on it, just the same as you said, like now there's, you don't necessarily feel like those scenarios were failures or that you are a failure because of what happened. In hindsight, it's like, I published a book. That's, amazing. (laughs) And it's something that to be super proud of, but that feeling of failure or like you haven't met an expectation either set by yourself or by someone else is, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess that kind of like moves into what you were saying earlier too about entrepreneurship and how that has completely flipped the script on what it means to fail and like the connotation of that, like, what does that mean? But I, do you think in those situations that you described, did you consciously separate the actual thing that failed? Um, let's go back to the the merchant transfers, um, and we don't have to go into the weeds. This was a when you described that, that's a huge responsibility that you had, knowing how large your business is, knowing how many customers you have. That is a huge. I commend you for actually having that responsibility. I don't know if I could handle that type of a role. That is that is huge. So let's just say that was a massive um, responsibility that you had. Did you detach from that's a thing that happened and that failed, but I'm not a failure? Is that how you processed it to move on? Oh, much later, yes. But it took me 
a while. Cause I just, I mean that, like I talked about feeling, you know, as a teenager, just mm-hmm. that like nauseous, like sick to your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you use the word haunting, <laughs> like all of those things. And I was not a teenager. <laughs> I know. Um, so it like I was not able to detach myself from that. I guess I'm thinking about what it's led me to think about is uh, when when my first marriage uh, was ending, and I was going through all those thoughts about this is this has failed, this isn't working. Um, and perhaps I would have had, and I know I had certain people around saying, this is a big mistake, you know, you're going to regret this. Fortunately, I had a lot of support though from my family. I do remember being terrified telling my mom that this was going to happen. And I, and I really didn't actually know what her perception, well, what her, her take on it would be. And I, and, you know, thankfully and... I feel very lucky that she turned to, you know, when I did share this with her, she said, well, it's okay. You're in a different time now. It's not like back in my day when, you know, women were not supposed to get divorced or or that a divorce signaled the end of their life, so Mm -hmm. to speak, that there would Mm -hmm. be nothing on the other side or that they couldn't continue. You know, it's okay. It doesn't have the same... And obviously this is cultural. It can be different for, you know, different people around the world, depending on a lot of things. But, um, you know, for my mum, growing up in 1950s Italy, divorce was not something that you screamed sure. and you, you know, that you welcomed. So for her to say, no, it's okay. It's fine. You're going to be fine. This is the right decision for you. This is what you want to do. It's okay. Um, and I think perhaps her support and my kind of coming to terms with the fact that setting aside the guilt and the shame that comes with that kind of decision and that process and a marriage ending, I still didn't feel like I was a failure. I was able to say that we couldn't make this work any longer, but it doesn't mean we're both failures as people. Yeah, I think that that is like a great example of the separate, like you describing that is a great example of being able to separate yourself from it. And I think so much of that is perspective because like you said, you know, when you think about your mom and that being her and the perspective of like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. You are not a failure as a person. Um, and everything's going to be okay and being able to have that support and be and and say okay this didn't work out but that doesn't again that doesn't define me as a person and it's not it doesn't like sentence me to a way of living for the rest of my life yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. and so now i feel i don't know about you but i feel that in through entrepreneurship we're taught to and we do it because we have to we have to embrace failure Mm. I feel and that's a very different space to operate from if I think personally about myself to when compared to when I was much younger 
where all I wanted to do was run away from anything that was perceived as a failure or where I felt I had failed and those horrible thoughts plagued me. Now I feel that because we hear it over and over in our, in, in the space that we operate, that, that failure is really, it's going to sound cliche. Failure is your only teacher. Success doesn't really teach you anything. It's the failures that actually teach you something. And when you really believe that and embrace that, it changes the whole, it changes how much you're prepared to take risks. It changes how you feel about yourself in those moments where major mistakes mistakes happen or epic fails happen mm-hmm. it changes a lot has that been the same for you through entrepreneurship yeah absolutely absolutely and i guess that's where like i i didn't mean to be a hundred percent doom and gloom about the <laughs> merchant situation and that event because although it does feel like a huge fail. I've taken away so much from that experience. And it's not like, you know, I don't like wake up today or think even as we're talking now, like, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure for that happening. That happened five years ago. Um, That scenario gave me amazing coaching, if you will, about what it means to take responsibility and also what it means to ask for help. Because Mm -hmm. I think that there's also a lot of my personality. I'm not afraid to ask for help, but I guess it's not necessarily my first go-to. Like I want to take charge and, and do things well. And I think at times that might be to a fault where like I do need help and I don't ask for it and I end up in situations where maybe I've taken too much on and um, you know I'm not I'm not able to properly handle um, everything that I've taken on and and that's almost like creating a scenario or a situation where you know the risk of failure is greater um, but I'm very much like in in the headspace of like failing forward is a good thing. And I feel like that's a term that certainly is used a lot in the entrepreneurial space. And just as you said, your ability to look at failure or the potential of something not working as an opportunity rather than a hindrance um, is going, I think that it will get you very, very far. Yeah. Failing forward. That's something that was, that was new. So for for those who may not know what failing forward means it's i suppose you could say it's purposely or deliberately using failure to find success being okay with failure mm-hmm. and we also hear fail fast um yeah again this this culture of uh embracing it in order to to learn quickly or to learn really just to learn right it's funny mm-hmm. because if i think about um other common sayings like it's okay to make a mistake just don't make the same mistake twice Mm. I feel like that's not realistic though and I I can well I I think realistically a lot of people will make the, the same mistake a couple of times or even more and it doesn't mean that they won't learn or that they won't eventually you know come to the understanding that oh gosh okay I'd keep doing I keep doing that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, well, there are certainly like different levels and categories too, right? Yeah. I mean, like, oh shoot, I went to the store and I forgot my wallet. Like, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> I don't know, something like way more drastic and, you know, my my book launch failed or, and that's not, I mean, you know, you could go to the moon with different examples and, and different levels of quote unquote failure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think what has helped me a ton in being able to even still, I feel like I'm continuously like iterating on what this means and the role that, you know, failure I don't know if the role failure plays is the right way to put it, but how I view or perceive failure, I guess, is constantly changing and evolving. The more that I understand and realize, to your point, how much there is to learn from these experiences. And I think that that's true in personal and business. I think I tend to maybe automatically because entrepreneurship is kind of what taught me that I mm. tend to think of it in a business sense first. Mm. But I mean, you've been, again, depending on how you view things as failures or not, like think of all the, you know, dates that you went on that were epic failures, but those taught you the type of person that you want to be with or the type of person that you want a relationship with or, you know, think of the friendships or the relationships, not even romantic ones that you've had with girlfriends or, or your guys or familial relationships, um, any of that. I mean, there's constantly lessons being learned about how to, how to treat people, how to treat yourself and jobs. I mean, think of how many jobs you've had where, you know, perhaps you could have gone out for a promotion or maybe you did go out for a promotion and you didn't get it or somebody else got it and you didn't like, you know, was that a failure? Maybe to a certain individual, it is a failure. And maybe that changes over time. Like I think of the promotion that I lost at my last job, I felt like a huge failure in the moment. But now I'm like, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me, because it's what pushed me into entrepreneurship. And to think that I would let that kind of be like a scar on my view of mm. life and what I've accomplished through it is like, how how did my you know biggest failure at the moment become like my best triumph of like getting me to where I am today? Yeah, that, so I think that yeah, that's interesting. Sorry to cut you off because that's really interesting because I think about if you think about say failing to get a promotion and feeling not getting a promotion and therefore feeling like a failure or a marriage ending. What do you think is the difference then between someone who can get over it and move past it and others who probably find it a lot harder? Mindset. I think it's all mindset. Do you think resilience is mindset? I think mindset plays a role in resilience and how resilient you are. Um but yeah, that, like what an interesting progression of our conversation, because like earlier when you were asking me about the whole merchant disaster, I felt like so attached to it and like I was a failure and no, I did that. But, you know, it, when you follow the progression of like being able to move past something or feel like it's actually, hmm, gosh, one of 
One of Tony Robbins quotes or things that he says often that's probably like impacted me the most when I heard him say it is, what if everything is happening for you? Because, you know, a lot of people say this has happened to me. Why mm-hmm. is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Why, why did this happen to me? And he says, well, what if this is happening for you? And I think that that's a, a pretty immediate mindset shift that you can have around anything that you feel like has transpired that to automatically give you a drastically different perspective on mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think you're right. It's, it's a mindset. And I think that what's helpful in that perhaps is that you're able to keep thinking it's a kind of a detachment from the experience. It's not that you don't feel it. You could be in the depths of feeling the pain, the hurt, the misery of that failure that experience it could be as trivial as a little mistake it could be as epic as something that gosh a huge responsibility that I had you know I messed it up and it's not that you don't feel emotions around that it's that you're able to say if you take Tony's quote or that mindset perspective that um, I have something to learn from this it doesn't define me it won't can leave a scar but it's not maybe a visible scar (laughs) or it's not Mm -hmm. um, something Mm -hmm. that uh, will always be at the forefront you're able to kind of detach and and it's a kind of detachment you know in a good way does that make sense yeah I think it's a it's an excellent um, you know tool for people to use is to be able to recognize that 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 these events or things that happen don't have to define you as an individual. So maybe is that then what is someone who can't detach in in some way or you know separate themselves and their identity is that probably what stops them from moving forward or having a positive reframing of that failure? Mm. Because I feel like I've heard stories, I've known people that could have gone through a very similar thing, a marriage ending, uh, not getting a promotion, getting fired. And they find it really hard to move past that. Yeah. You know, they're stuck. They're stuck. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. No, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's an excellent thing for, for, indiv- for everyone to consider. I mean, including myself, I'm mm. saying this like, <laughs> I think it's an excellent thing to consider because I do, I do feel like your separation from an event or a person or a thing um, is your ticket to moving on and to being able to realize that what happened in your past doesn't define your future. There's another great quote that I won't be able to actually quote, but I'll (laughs) synopsize. (laughs) I'll give a a synopsis. (laughs) I love that. Synopsize. Um, (laughs) I was like, I think there might be a word in there somewhere, but probably not. (laughs) Go on. Synopsize it. I'll sum it it up. How's that? (laughs) No, no. Synopsize it for us. (laughs) 
Um, something along the lines of the universe will never give you more than you can handle. So if you've experienced something that seems like a massive failure or, you know, any type of event or things, uh, multiple things that are happening at the same time, um, circumstances, situations, whatever it might be, um, that, you know, it's, a test that the universe is giving you and the universe will never give you more than you can handle. And I, I, subs- mm. I subscribe to that. No, I, I love that because if I think back, I'll go back again to the, you know, the marriage ending. There were definitely moments where I thought, oh my gosh, will I be able to recover from this? Will I be able to get mm. over this? You know, when you're really in the depths of that, situation you you think those thoughts come to your mind right and if you think you know that that quote shows you that you actually can handle it you just don't know it and it's again all of that testing you know showing you where your limits are you think your limits are here but actually once you're put in that situation Mm -hmm. your limits are actually over there or much further than you thought so I think that's um that's a that's a really good way to look at it. I got a quote for you too that I heard just the other day. Ooh, um, synopsize it for us. <laughs> um, I actually wrote it down because it's great. It's from Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. Mm, I think he's doing a re-edit of one of his Rocky movies, and so um, we were watching the trailer of this, and there's a quote that he says, uh, "Nothing is perfect." Life is about the management of problems and whoever manages their problems the best has the best life. Ooh. And I love this because alongside what, alongside embracing failure, the older I get, the, you know, the many more years in entrepreneurship that, um, I've, that I've been experiencing and going through, there's just no way that you're ever not going to have problems you know, you, you mm. just, as a kid, you just wish, oh, sure, all my problems will disappear. If this happens, then I won't have any more problems. No, you're always going to have problems. How you manage them and the fact that you recognize that and you're able to find ways to manage it, whether it's embracing failure, whether it's um, developing resilience and the mindset, that really is how your life is dictated. The, 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 I guess the quality of your life, the satisfaction, the, mm-hmm. con- the happiness that you're able to experience is dictated by the management of those problems. Yeah. So that's why I really love that quote. Yeah, I love that. Love it. Well, I think that that beautifully brings us full circle. Nicole, thanks for sharing that. And thanks for sharing everything in this episode. This was a great chat on failure. And we hope that you friends have also picked up a thing or two that you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this conversation, if it gave you something to think about and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, please share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.